Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Walking Blind is hosted by overly emotional dudes who overthink and overanalyze everything. Nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. They're not professionals, and they're about to make that very clear. So just kick back and hang with them, because you've earned it. Seems like a good idea. Speak where I sing. <clears throat> If I were to speak hey. what I sing, I think we'd be talking like this. Welcome to the walking, welcome to the walking, welcome to the walking block. <laughs> I'm trying not to do it with an accent, all right, but I can't. Welcome to the Walking Blind Podcast. I'm your, I'm, <laughs> I'm your host, Mike Perez. Why does he? Why do you go southern all of a sudden? You sound like you're from Texas. I'm your host, Mike Perez. I'm trying not to have an accent. Okay. That's like when I sing Bon Jovi. I can't like not sing it like really r- ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, my name. Hello. My name is Mike. My name is Mike Perez. I think that's the lowest I can go. Hello. My name is Mike Perez. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. My name is. <laughs> Hello. Oh, I can feel it almost. Hello. The, oh. It seems like the lower you get, like the the quieter. You get. <laughs> Hello. 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 My name is Michael Perez. My name. My name. My name. My name is Mike Perez. <laughs> Dang it! I feel like I can. Now you're now you're almost going like surfer. Sir. Hello. Like you're you're. Hello. You're, Hello. Hello. You're going Point Break on us. My name is Mike Perez. Mm. 
watch. I'm gonna I'm gonna do what what uh, Morgan Freeman did, dude. He changed his voice. Yeah, but he changed it in such an iconic way. Yeah, I could too. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Walking Blind Podcast. We're not gonna hit the table this time. We're gonna try our best. I can't make that a promise though. Uh, I'm Mike, and I also am Mike. Yeah. And it's episode 15. This is our quinceanera. Quinceanera. <laughs> we made it. it. Is that a uh, yeah, we should, I mean, Actually, we kind of went, pinata. we meant went more colorful than we normally do. Like, True. you know, I've seen some, some light blue party dresses, you know, so I'm wearing Navy. Technically, gold. this is old Navy. Because this is an old jersey, right? This is. Actually. Oh, I got it. I get it now. The jersey that was never worn. You're like, I get it now. It wasn't good. But it happened. I like that uh, That lady on TikTok. It says awful jokes and then she's like, she yeah. can't breathe because she's laughing. So I love that. I love that. Uh, I'm curious. So. Uh, it's just us this week. We don't have a guest. Um, we we're gonna touch base with you guys, and uh, you know, want to get some questions, see how you guys are doing, see, um, you know, what the state of the world is. It's 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 a crazy, it's a crazy time right now. Gas like, prices right now. Yeah, really. Oh, though, I know. Like, yeah. Gas prices are insane. Um, so I guess like since this technically this video is gonna live on for. Who knows how long if you're watching this like this is the time period the the world we're in right now where uh russia has invaded ukraine, ukraine. Mm -hmm. there's flooding in australia um you know there's 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 some some craziness going on in the world right now and we uh, haven't even got into fire season in southern california yep. yep it's starting to heat up again um we're wearing hoodies and sweatshirts but realistically it's hot during the day. Yeah, so, they just look cool. You know, and they hide, they hide the extra weight that the we've, thickness, uh, if you will. The, the thickness that we've put on, which, um, by the way, also, if you listen to last week's episode, uh, we were giving Andrew a hard time about his questionnaire for personal training. So last night I couldn't sleep. I was up until 3.30 and I made him a Google yes, form. Dude. And sent me? I sent it to him. I'm going to send it to you. Um, and then this morning he was like, Thanks. I sent it to my brother to fill out. <laughs> and his so, brother probably sent it out all fast. Right, right away. It was all quick. Um, you know, friends helping friends. Yeah. Friends helping friends. <clears throat> uh, this is being filmed because you're talking about like the time and date. But this is yeah. uh, February 27th mm -hmm. on the date that's being filmed. So, yeah, the world's crazy right now. So that being um, said, let's 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 jump into the... Uh, so the MPHC, the the mental health check. Mental how health are you? Check. How how's your? Uh it's good. It's um. I think what's been helpful for me is I'm starting to sleep a little better now. Although now that I'm able to kind of go to bed a little earlier, I'm waking up now in the middle of the night, which I never really used to do. At least not like not like in the way I'm doing now. Are you waking up because of something, or are you just waking up? And not going back to sleep is this anxiety is this like i'm i'm going back to, i'm able to go back to sleep so that's good but i think it's a little bit of anxiety um you know i'm still doing the whole uh like as of right now the plan is my master's like that's the plan 
and then I'm also looking at other other uh, jobs. Actually, there's one specifically that I'm looking at. And so, is this I, the one that we you told me about? I think so. It's where my mom used to work. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you were gonna say that or not. Yeah. And so, um, it's just like, and I don't know. It's weird. I do this. I do this often for like a lot of stuff. Like I'll drag my feet because I don't want to do something, even mm-hmm. though I know it's like good for me. Um, which was like school for me for the longest time, and then finally once I once I did it, once I got in it, then I was like full, full steam ahead. But like for whatever reason, this has just been like really hard for me to get get back into. So, well, and I think another reason why it might be hard, maybe I don't know, um, is just because you didn't necessarily have a bad experience, but your experience wasn't the greatest. Yeah, yeah. So um, if I, I feel like I'm still recovering, yeah, so you're from still it. kind of like. <laughs> It's almost like PTSD from your last job. Yeah, even though it wouldn't, it would be completely different. The environment would be different. Yeah, but um, yeah, so the I idea guess, yeah. of jumping back into it is just kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. So, but other than that, I'm doing well. Uh, I think something that's been just keeping me keeping me pretty good is the fact that I'm I'm trying to exercise daily, and which means I'm singing like every day. Singing for yeah. me is like really helpful. Um. And so I feel like that's been, that's been like keeping me from like spiraling because I feel like the amount of stress that I've, I've kind of had, it hasn't been nearly as bad as I thought it would be just, but I think it has a lot to do with the fact that I'm exercising, singing and I'm finding good ways to, um, like I, I like, I have things like, and they're like in order, I guess, Mm -hmm. or at least I know how to, or at least I know where everything sits in my life right now. So that's, that's helpful. But uh, but yeah, that's me. Where are you at? Um, I'm I'm good. I'm actually I'm going through the process of um, of like fully buying my house. So it, when I when we bought the house, it was me and my dad. Mm-hmm. Now I'm fully buying it outright, to, you know, myself. Awesome. Um, which is kind of like things are. I mean, things are fine, but at the same time, it's just always like. It's always nerve wracking when somebody's looking into your finance and like the way you spend and <laughs> stuff like that. Like if I'd have known that I was going to do this at this point in time, I probably wouldn't have spent as much money on this podcast as we have. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But stuff like that. Um, other than that, though, like things have things have been good. Um, the one thing that I haven't and I, I talk about it every week, but the one thing I haven't gotten back on track with is working out. Mm. And I feel like we need it. I, at least I need it. <laughs> Especially after today, because uh, we um, we barbecued today, hooked it up with some some burgers, um, and then we made the, <laughs> <laughs> we made the grown up adult move and we hit Dairy Queen. Three grown men. Three grown men. Martin was with us at the time. We um, we went and got blizzards, and I don't regret it. <laughs> I got I got here late. They already eaten, and they're like um, like yeah yeah you know grab food whatever. Um, so you're not eating. We're gonna we're going to Dairy Queen. <laughs> I was like, "All right, cool." Yes, yes. So yeah, other than that, like everything else has, has been good. Um, you know, kind of just getting getting everything, getting the pieces to fall back into place, and trying to get motivated again with with everything that I need to do. Um, so yeah, what's been what's been keeping your sanity? Um, <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but, uh, I recently got into Yellowstone 
uh, mm. TV show, Yellowstone. Dang it. Um, I keep hearing how good it is. And it's, it's okay. This, uh, it's so good. It's, and it makes me want to be more of a man <laughs> when I watch the show. I heard it's like, like Mountain Mafia or Dude, Mountain it's Mafia. Like, uh, so the best way to, to, to explain it is, you know, it's Montana. There's a family that's been there since the 1800s and mm. they run everything essentially. And then now it's modern times and development and changes coming to shake things up. And then, um, like you could see like how damaged every member is of the family in their own crazy, weird way. Um, and, and kind of how they're like adjusting to life and the changes and like things like, you know, there's, there's also like the, it's like the Cowboys and Indians thing where there's the reservation and then, you know, how one family has so much land and, the you know the chief uh, at the reservation is like how how could you even justify having this much land like this doesn't belong to you mm. you know so it's like that whole you know um yeah. what's right versus like what's wrong you know and there's always that whole idea of like you know um this this land you're right this land doesn't belong to me but i i fought for it and i claimed it mm. as mine you know it's in, at the end of the day, like there's the there's so many different storylines, um, but it just makes me motivated to be to be a man. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm a man. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, like just really, you know, we're trying to um, dial in. We've got some really, really, really cool things in the works mm -hmm. with the podcast. Some ideas that we had that are. Um, slowly starting to come to fruition mm -hmm. that uh is going to be cool news for you guys too so it's just you know it's building but it, it's motivating to build it because it's it's something that like you know it's climbing it's moving it's, yeah. moving. it's slow it's slow it's, it's very just, slow it's slow but it's it's up i think i mean the real the realistic thing is like right now once again it's our quinceanera but we've seen you know even if it's just one person extra, an episode that's listening and yeah. downloading, like that's what you know we want. Like, it, we never ex expected it to be like a like a wildfire and to go fast or anything like that. But um, what we did want to do is really just provide that place and that platform for things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and we're and we're trying to be like I said, we're trying to be more of a presence on different social medias. Like I said, like TikTok has been <laughs> fun. You know, we're making our way, dude. Okay, so. <laughs> My one of my one of my aunts like reached out to us on TikTok of all places. It was TikTok that she reached out. Yeah. Okay. Dude, and, and so I, show, I even I showed my mom. My mom was like blown away. She's just like, wait, what? Did you do that? I was like, yeah. And she even gave. So my my uh, uh, we lost my cousin. I think in 2016, and like kind of like a freak accident. He was hiking, um, and so and he was there. He was he was he was my uh, my. My aunt, like that's that was her only kid. That was, was only. Was he your age? Was he? He was a little bit younger than me. Yeah. He was. I mean, <laughs> see, my age. He was. He was in his twenties. He was like his mid 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 twenties. Okay. Um, and so um, and so uh, she responded to one of our mental health check videos, which we have on TikTok. Yeah. And uh, and she just said what she does for mental health, and that you know she's a, she's still grieving. You know, it, this was I think it was 2016. Uh -huh. And she's still grieving. And she was just saying how she, uh, you know, what she does 
And um, she mentioned what she meant, breathing techniques, talking to her husband. Her faith was something that was helpful for her. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was cool. It just blew my mind that like one of my aunts watched the episode and then even went out to like find us on TikTok of all places and comment I, and actually, you know, I participate. wonder why TikTok? Like was she, um, was she like a I, dude, avid user of the talks? Or I have no like idea. A... I have zero idea. I guess I could ask her. I was just, I was just like blown away. Like she was even just impressed that it was, uh, yeah. that it was her. I, I was just stoked she listened to the podcast and then she went even further and then you know participated basically shared her how she's dealing with grief basically so that was, oh, that was cool fine. see you if you're watching so this is my uh this is my eight o'clock alarm i uh <laughs> i apologize for this interruption but there's something i need to do right this now is, um this should have been an occurring thing <laughs> the entire time but so I don't know if you guys are familiar with an application um, called TouchTunes. Uh, if you <laughs> go to bars as often as we do, which, you know, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, um, <laughs> you know, uh, you can basically request songs and play songs on the jukebox for the, the ones in your area. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> well, I found out that um, I can actually do that from my house. So, <laughs> um, like, let's see, right now, you want to do Schooners, Burgers, and Beer? Schooners, yeah. All right. We have history with Schooners. We have played, history with Schooners. Played back in the day with, uh, uh, what was that awesome band? I was on the radio. Why am I forgetting their name? <laughs> well, while, while you figure that out, um, there is a... Uh, there is a song that, you know, most of you should know by now. Sorry, The Swellers. The Swellers. The Swellers. We play there with The Swellers. Um, so anyways, what I like to do every now and then is just randomly from my house, and if you're on the video, you can see it. I just like to play a uh, little Rick Astley, Never Gonna Give You Up, at the random bars in my area. And we're going to fast pass it because, um, you know, worth it. it's worth it. So... Enjoy. Enjoy. Schooners. Enjoy Schooners Burgers and Beer at 8 p.m. <laughs> I would love if somebody was like, hey, man. <laughs> like, was that you? Was that you? Thank, so you thank you. When I, when, I lived in, um, when I lived in Georgia when we were kids, we used to walk. Um, so like right there on P off of Peachtree Industrial, there were like three or four waffle houses in my neighborhood or like off of our exit. Right? Sick. Exit, there's one right there off the exit, one to each side of the freeway, and then you go down the street closer to my house, and then there's one mm. there, right? So before we had cars, we used to skateboard, or we used to like hike through the woods, and we would go to the Waffle House that was close to us. And we made friends with a dude that worked there. Um, he was like, I, for, I honestly, I forget his name, but he was like a super rowdy, like loud um, dude that you would never know it, but was super gay, right? <laughs> like he was, he, and like he was the funniest dude. And then, but he would just randomly just tell you like in a more vulgar way, like, yeah. like men's, you know? Mm. Um, but so one of the things that he hated the most was the Waffle House jukebox. <laughs> and like, he just, he hated the fact that one, the jukebox was there for people to play songs on. And two, the fact that you could play Waffle House themed songs 
on that jukebox. So if you go into a Waffle House, there's, I'm assuming that they're still there, and you look at their jukebox, there are songs specifically about Waffle House in the jukebox. Like by actual artists? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they hired these artists to write Waffle House songs. Like jingles or actual songs? <laughs> They're like songs, but they could be used as jingles, I guess. And so we used to go in there and when he would not be looking, like we'd order coffee and just like, you know, back then you could get a double, you know, double plate of hash browns, scattered, smothered, covered chunk for like mm. three bucks. Mm. Right. So like you would, you would just order your hash browns and like a cup of coffee or a Coke and then you just hang out. Um, and whenever he would either go to the back or he would like be distracted with other people, we would go over there and we'd put money in the jukebox and play these waffles. And he would come out of the back. What the <laughs> fuck? He's like cussing at us. Oh, hell. And he would go and move the jukebox out of the way and unplug it and put it back. He's like, who played the Waffle House songs? He's like looking at everybody. And we'd just be sitting there like, you know, trying to act. He's like, you think I'm stupid, huh? Like. Sorry, wait, bud. Uh, wait, but can you, I want to hear one of these Waffle House songs? I have, let, let me see if I can find one. Let me see if I can find one. These are, let's see. I'm kind of sad I didn't know this. All the Waffle Houses I've been to. <laughs> or maybe it was playing. I just didn't even know. Look, even uh, if you go to wafflehouse.com slash music and you go to Waffle House music, music has always been a part of the Waffle House experience from tunes on the jukebox to our original songs. Waffle House is a destination for waffles and music. To find out how we rock the house, follow Waffle Records on social media. Wow. They got, a, they got a Twitter and they got a gram. And it looks like they've migrated to touch tunes. But like, so for example, hopefully we don't get pulled for this, but there's a song called There Are Raisins in My Toast <laughs> by Danny Jones. Let's open it up in Spotify. Oh, Danny Jones. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we won't get in trouble for Waffle House jams. Maybe like stop it every, I don't know how many seconds. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> okay. Things like that. Uh, I, I'd appreciate it more <laughs> if it was more, if it was like a, like a song that was like, cause you're not, you can't take Sherry. That was Sherry. This kind of cool. This song is called. All right, let me stop. Let me stop there. That song is called 844,739 Ways to Eat a Hamburger. Okay. And uh, we'll give we'll give credit to uh, Billy D. Cox for that one. Waffle House Records. Uh, Waffle House Jukebox Favorites, Jukebox Favorites, Volume 1, 1999 album. It's real. So, so like I said, since, ever since I was a kid, I've had a... Uh, even Johnny Rockets, <laughs> dude. Johnny Rockets with the little... Uh, mm-hmm. Just like playing, finding the most random songs in the jukebox and playing them. So hopefully Schooners is halfway through uh, their Rickroll <laughs> at this moment. <laughs> but, you know. I love that. Just so everyone knows, Mike was doing this before the podcast. Like he, he's like, yeah, sometimes I just, I, don't know, I, just had, I just play it for like the local bars. <laughs> it's like, that's amazing. It's just one of those random things that I just thought was really funny. It's probably a weird, weird thing to admit to, but 
Dude, someone, someone, someone at that bar is enjoying it for sure. <laughs> some, someone at that bar uh, at at some point in time is probably like, "This motherfucker, yeah. <laughs> why it's always on Sundays? Why always Sundays? On, why is it always Sundays?" <laughs> Dude, so okay, for anyone who's 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 listened, I don't know what episode it was, but um, when Spider-Man No Way Home came out, mm-hmm. Mike and our buddy Ty, our buddy Daniel. Who were on an episode. Who were on an episode. They all, um, our buddy Ty rented out uh, a theater and they watched No Way Home opening night. It was really cool. I was working, so I couldn't go. I was a little, I was pretty bummed out about it. And um, and at my last job, like it was just really impossible to see anything opening weekend because I worked uh, 1 p.m. to 11 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. And so... Um, so it was, that was hard to hear that you guys went and had such a great time, but I'm no longer at this, at this job and I'm going to be there this Friday, Friday, this Friday, this Friday to see the Batman. If you're, if you're watching the video version, you'll notice I have my, uh, my Batman here, uh, on the table with us because I'm excited, dude. I will say this though, and I'm, I'm upset to report this information Spoiler? No, I tried to order now at this point in time. Oh, no. No. Three. No. <laughs> I tried to order three different suits, three different bat suits to wear to this movie coming up on Friday. And all of the orders either miraculously never shipped or all of a sudden were out of stock after I ordered it or they just never showed up and then got canceled. So I'm 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 over three so far. If I can find one, if I can find a suit that I can get by this Friday, you better believe I will be in it. That's I I hope I'm so. disappointed because there yeah. there's some there's some winners that you had. I haven't stopped looking yet. I had a couple winners in there, but uh, I even had so so I I got um, I tried to get the Batfleck costume that has the muscles built in the padded muscles <laughs> i was really stoked about that one and then it got canceled mm. i had the uh the dark knight uh rises suit okay um which had not as cool of muscles but it had a little bit of sculpting on the chest mm-hmm. and then i even had the old school adam west blue and gray Great. Batman oh, one. Sick. and that one was just like immediately canceled right after i ordered it they're <laughs> like sorry but like we don't really make this we yeah. just we thought it'd be funny. Yeah, we thought it'd be really cool to get your hopes up. Man. So I tried. I'm still trying. Uh, what I will do is, if for some reason I am I am able to get a suit and I can wear it to the movie, I'm going to need more opportunities to wear it. So maybe I'll just wear it on next week's episode. Yeah, episode. Uh, I, mean, I mean, unless it's like total garbage, I'm pretty sure we'll probably watch it multiple times. Yeah, yeah. So we can wear it multiple times. I still wish you had your Wolverine costume, though. That was a one and done, dude. It was so <laughs> worth it, though. I had a, I had a. <laughs> so, I was gone. Like MBR was gone uh, one year for Halloween, and I feel like that year there was like a really like cool party, and like, you know, we were all bummed out we couldn't be there, and so I remember with my girlfriend at the time we we decided why don't we just throw a Halloween party. But it was like in March. It was the costume party. Like costume, costume party, party. yeah. <laughs> and so as soon as that was a thing, I like went out and I bought a Wolverine, a yellow and blue Wolverine 
skin tight, like skin tight. Like it was, it did not fit me, but as I, it should be, but I put it on. It had the same, it had the muscles built in and everything. It was for a child. Somehow I fit in it. Uh, I had to wear a cup. <laughs> yeah. Those are the best suits. Yeah. There's nothing I could do for my, my ass. Like it was just like, <laughs> just it there, there it was. You know, there's not not a whole lot left to the imagination. It was so, like, it looked painted. <laughs> it looked like it looked like somebody painted the suit on me. And um, you got at least one picture in it, didn't you? Yeah, I do. I have one good picture. Well, it's not even a good picture. If, I shouldn't even say that. If, it's just a picture of me. If we get a picture of it, we'll we'll, we'll put it it'll, here. It'll flash really quickly. Did you um, did you guys did you guys catch that on the last episode? I did. Yeah, you know, of Andrew. Of Andrew and of Coda. Yeah. Oh, Coda too. Coda's there too. Uh, I was probably. I probably missed that, but um, yeah. So uh, it was awesome. I had a mask, everything, claws, um, but I could not get out of it. And I think the zipper broke. So I think I think <laughs> Stacey had to cut me out of it, dude. Have you seen the video of the dude in the Spider-Man suit where he's he's, he's zipping <laughs> yeah. his buddy up and he gets all the way to the top and the zipper breaks and his friend just starts walking away and he's like, oh no. <laughs> uh, dude, that was me. That was me in the suit. I was like, I remember being stuck. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure she had to cut me out of it. But how did... I mean, you couldn't even just, like, peel it off, like... No, because I feel like... I think the, I think I think what happened to me was the top button or whatever, the top zipper, the back zipper got got broken or stuck. Oh, it was a zipper? It wasn't just, like, one of those ties that you usually see, like, on the... No, it's a costumes. I'm pretty sure it's a zipper. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was... I mean... I only wore it once, but it was awesome. Worth it. I felt so cool. Did you feel like Wolverine? Yeah, dude. I felt freaking awesome. Did I wasn't try, embarrassed at all. Start, I didn't even care that my ass was showing. Did you start talking different? Probably. <laughs> I definitely carried myself very different than that. I was like, I was so excited. You're like, I was so confident that night. Yeah. <laughs> I felt, I like, I mean, I mean, I guess I'm sure to some people I probably looked ridiculous, but to me, I looked like Wolverine. It was awesome. Hopefully that picture shows you guys are gonna be like, what the hell? We've, <laughs> Why are you wearing that? We've had a couple solid Halloween um, little shindigs. There was the night that you were on roller skates. Dude, that was so bad. <laughs> I was like on the verge of tears the next day. I was so like just bruised up. I thought I thought it'd be I thought it'd be is it Terry? Uh, wasn't it Nick Swartzen's character? Yeah, Nick Swartzen's character from Reno nine one one. So just use your imagination. I was him on roller skates. <laughs> At and a you're party. not much of a roller skater. I was flying into everyone and everything. <laughs> I was knocking drinks out of people's hands. My own drink. I I was like drenched. I remember too. Like at one point, I was just like covered in people's drinks in my own. I'm sure. What was I? I was. I would think I was a cheeseburger that night. I think I was. Just, that wasn't the night where you were the Incredible Hulk. No, was that? That was Austin. <laughs> Austin was. No, I was a cheeseburger because my girlfriend at the time was the Hamburglar. Uh, what's that? Couples costumes. Couples costumes, man. Couples costumes. But yeah, I was. I just came as a burger, which was very convenient for me because I just wore a brown polo and then had like one of those cardboard <laughs> things that just <laughs> laid over me. That was just a like looked like lettuce, tomato, and stuff like that. Very easy to get out of. See, I would admit. <laughs> Like my, I'm again now. It's fun to laugh at, but so I bet it was at the time I was like, dude, this was not worth it. <laughs> this is not worth it. My knees are all scraped up. My butt was all bruised up. I remember you falling quite a few times and being really impressed. Dude, I took out. I didn't even know who it was. 
I took out a girl I didn't even know. A friend of a friend. Oh, I know she never mind. I know she was. And then what did what what did you wear the night that we had the Halloween party at the old house, Bobby D's house? Cause all the girls in our group at that time, remember they all showed up as like gangster ass cholas. Was were you there for that? I don't think I was there for that. I think you uh, Or was I? Were you guys home? Because we had a Halloween party at the house. It's probably the one we missed. Maybe. Because I could have I could have sworn like Stacy and all of them were there. Yeah. All like the, yeah, the yeah. band the band wives were there. Yeah. I think we missed that. I think that's why we I think that's why we had the party in March. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah. Anyway, good times. <laughs> um so, uh, the life of tour. I think uh I don't know who enjoys this. Maybe just us. <laughs> but uh what are what are your uh what are your predictions for the Batman? Let's just do three. Ooh, okay. Um I I think well, I mean, just based off of kind of like the things that I've seen, I think um it's going to go more down the lines of um what was it? The hush. Uh, I think it was the Hush storyline. I'm a huge Batman nerd, by the way, I, but I sometimes I get little things, things mixed up. <laughs> but there's, I think it's the storyline, I think it's the Hush storyline where the Riddler knows who Batman is, right? Okay. He knows that it's Bruce Wayne. And so he's doing all these things to mess with Bruce Wayne. Um, and in the end... After, you know, after all said and done, there's this exchange between them where um, <clears throat> basically Batman kind of gets him with the whole idea of like, you have the answer to the one question that everybody wants to know. You're the only one that knows the answer. Do you really want to give up that power? And he's like, fuck. <laughs> Do I want everybody's in, like, if you give that up, you give up your yeah, then you the lose. greatest yeah. the greatest riddle. Yeah. And... Um, so I, I think I, it seems like in this storyline that that the Riddler may know who Batman is, who Bruce Wayne is. I think this is going to be the first movie where we see the legitimate. I mean, we've seen it like in the previews and stuff, but I think this is going to be the first movie where we see a legitimate relationship forming between Selina and Bruce, mm. and and with because you know, we've kind of seen a little bit of it in other movies, but with Selina actually knowing that he's, he's Batman Bruce. and with Bruce also knowing that she's Catwoman. <clears throat> yeah. And then third prediction, I hope it sets us up for, I hope it sets us, I hope it sets us up for um, a universe where, cause even Matt Reeves has already come out and said, um, even if we were to do the Batman two, mm -hmm. we don't want to introduce like, Superman and all these high powered heroes and stuff. He's like, because he goes, I think we have so much to play with in Gotham. Yeah. Which is fair. Yeah. I yeah, like yeah. that. I like that a lot. Even even if there were just to be like an article about like what's going on in Metropolis or something like right. that. Or just just acknowledge that that it's part of like the greater DC world, but then we don't have to do anything with it. That would be cool for me. And then also I like the idea of Robert Pattinson saying, if we come back and we do it and we have um, a Robin, he has to be a 13-year-old kid. It can't be a 40-year-old Robin. Like, he has to be, like, a kid because that's part of, like, 
the entire danger of Robin, right? Mm -hmm. Is that it's this kid who Bruce is not only putting in the line of danger, but he, you know, he grows up to be, you know, Dick Grayson, the man that in the comic books that is like, like has evolved through all of it. Mm -hmm. And Hollywood's so afraid to show a little kid potentially being beaten up and then put into like life-threatening situations and stuff, or even like, the Jason Todd storyline where he legit dies because yeah. in the eighties they were like, Hey, let's kill this kid, you know. I thought I thought uh <clears throat> uh what's what was the DC uh Teen Titans or uh, mm-hmm. Titans. Titans. I thought Titans had a did a really cool job of one kind of showing the like like the like like the, how crazy the upbringing was. How crazy everything was, yeah, yeah. And, and him even mentioning how, like, you know, he's like, why, why would you have a kid around a, psych- a psychopath like the Joker? Yeah. You know, stuff like that. And then um, and I thought they did a good job about, like, kind of, like, just the craziness of, like, Batman. And if he would, if he goes bad, yeah, how, like, how dangerous that is. I need to my nose. Go for it. Um, <laughs> was that, that, that was your third I think, I think my, th- the third thing that I think we're going to see is... Wow, that's odd. I think we're gonna um, see like the introduction of more of more of like the villains in Gotham City that we haven't really seen throughout the throughout the movies that we've seen before. Since this is kind of like a starting over and a retelling, like we know we're gonna get the Penguin, um, and we also know that we're gonna get um, the Riddler. <clears throat> but one thing I'm a little upset about is that we're never going to see the umbrella machine gun for the penguin. Do we know that? Colin Farrell pretty much came out and said like, yeah, we tried it. And they were pretty much like, nah, we can't have kids buying toys. Cause even though this is like supposed to be a really dark movie, of course, every film studio's goal is to like franchise sell toys, and sell. sell toys and you can't sell the penguin with the machine gun built Why into not? the, <laughs> they did it for us. Look how Dude. non-damaged we are. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like I feel like just games and toys are crazier now. Yeah. Than an umbrella that's a machine gun. Like yeah. I don't know. I don't, so th- I guess I, I'm I'm rambling because I'm excited. But third <laughs> prediction is I think we're gonna start. It's gonna at the very least introduce some of the villains from Gotham City that were like maybe you know like just in the toy box that we haven't quite seen um, in live action movies or films, stuff like that. So. All right. What about you, man? What mm. do you think? Uh, mine, I don't think we're going to see a Joker, but I think we're going to, I think, I feel like they're going to do something to hint at, hint at it like they did in uh, Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. That was cool. The ending with the little the card. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... I think we're going to know or at least be given some kind of like Easter egg or something that the Joker or a Joker like character is already in Gotham, but he's not going to be a priority in this story. Mm. So that's one of my predictions at least one, or my hopes. I should say more than I think it'll actually happen. I just like, I'd like for it to happen. <laughs> um, hmm. One of the things that I really want to see that I hope that they do, which I feel like this movie is a perfect platform for, mm. is to introduce the Court of Owls into the live action 
universe. I feel like, uh, so, okay, when you were like talking about like storylines, I thought that's what you're going to go with. Because I feel like it kind of, the way the, the way the Riddler is talking about the Waynes mm-hmm. and also the kind of like the whole under, the whole like Gotham in general, like the elites of Gotham yeah. and how they, you know, <clears throat> basically were run by the Court of Owls. Yeah. I think that 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 would be super ideal for me. I thought when when I first saw the trailer, or first saw like a, it wasn't even a trailer, I think it was just a picture, and it was a, now we know it's the Riddler. I thought it was That's like Alan. Yeah. 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 Um. I think I guess these are like I don't even think these are predictions. I think there's just like kind of like hopes I'm kind of having. Uh, I think it, it would be interesting to to have a tires or to have some kind of mention of Ra's al Ghul, or at least the League of Shadows. Yep. Because this is supposed to be like a Batman year one, mm-hmm. which is even more reason why they should stay in Gotham. And why, so I was okay. I wish they would have given Ben Affleck a movie to be like an older Batman, like he was. Yeah. But I like that even though we didn't get to see it, we did get an impression that this was like a very much mature, older almost sinister kind of Batman, yeah. like a, cause I feel like that's the kind of Batman that could hang with aliens. Yeah. That could hang with, you know, wonder Woman, you know, that the, the justice league basically like this, this young Batman shouldn't, shouldn't, he should be so far away from that. At least I think. So I'm glad that they said that they're not going to introduce anyone like high powered like that in this world. Um, so, Ra's al Ghul. What else? What else? I don't know. I hope they keep it. I hope they keep the villains to what we kind of more or less see, which is yeah, uh, Riddler being the main one. Although, wouldn't that be kind of interesting if he wasn't? Yeah, I mean, if uh, so, I I'll say this: like, if from what we've seen from the trailers, the story ends up being m- more of a story that involves other of the rogues galleries. I'd be totally fine with that mm. because realistically, like when it comes to, so I, I really think when it comes to these comic books and stuff, Spider-Man and Batman have like some of the deepest toy boxes that you can go into when it comes to the rogues gallery. Oh yeah, Like there's so many like legit, you know, bad guys that you can throw into these series and th- throw into these, you know, like um, <clears throat> in, in, into these movies that like, if you can go deep cuts and even just put references, like for example, in Peacemaker, there were so many references <laughs> yeah. to like heroes that you wouldn't have even thought of. Like, Such a good show, by the way. Like the Matt Reader lad thing. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, imagine working with Matt Reader lad. Like I once watched him eat a whole, uh, <laughs> like what did he say, a whole fast food restaurant because yeah. they something about fucked up fries. I don't, mm-hmm. You know. Um, so even just even just like references to some of the Gotham City, like you know rogues galleries or like we see them in Arkham. Um, you know, that that's, I'd be stoked on that. Yeah. Okay. So I guess, yeah. So I guess mine would be, uh, some kind of mention of a Joker being in that world. Ra's al Ghul, some kind of mention of his. Cause I just, I love, I love, I, I almost, I like, I feel like that ground Batman like a lot in the sense that like, yeah, it makes sense. You can like take on all these people cause he was raised or he's not raised. He was trained by ninjas. Basically. <laughs> uh, I think the last thing, did I say last thing? No, no. 
I think the last thing for me would be cool to to either either have a hint that the Court of Owls is pulling strings and this is the beginning of it and there's just like that presence mm-hmm. or or even just an outright like, you know, Court of Owls is somehow involved in this and that Riddler is actually in a roundabout way trying to take down Court of Owls and thinks that the Waynes are a big part of it. A big part of it. That'd be cool. So Yeah, we'll see. I was like what was I? Two for th- five last time. <laughs> One for five last time. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just I mean, to me, like just just the idea that that we're getting kind of like a more dark and gritty Batman on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not I kind of like the idea that it's not tied to Justice League or yeah. whatever. You know, I kind of like this whole Be Tone thing. Just be a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Like the Joker. We don't know. We have no idea what the Joker is even tied to, or if it'll ever be tied to anything. But we have that movie, and it ruled. Yeah, yeah. Just do that. Just do that. DC, <laughs> easy. Easy DC. Um, all right. as far as like for me, that's kind of all I had. This is just our mountain of questions. <laughs> Dude, so please, please never show you, that to anyone. <laughs> what you guys know, what you guys are hearing on the on the audio or seeing on the video is um Mike actually went live from the no bragging rights um, mm-hmm. Instagram and got to talk to some people and had them ask their questions. And we always do this frantic like trying to type down and write down each question that people send in. <laughs> and then today I was like, "Hey Mike, just screenshot them as you get them, yeah. you know." So while Mike you know, does the questions. I usually get the, get the, the set quote unquote set up, get the lights going and everything. So I was like, just screenshot, um, the questions that they're asking you. And he did, and he was on the live while he was screenshotting them. So I have just a ton of pictures of Mike's face doing it's different, like, doing it, different. It's uh, like a whole wall of my face, you know, cause I'm trying to, I'm trying to like do, do the screenshot thing. So like a lot of them, like, I'm like, or, are that one concerned? Yeah. All right, so uh, let's let's just jump into questions because this is kind of like a catch-up episode. Mm-hmm. We like to do these every now and then, catch up with you guys and get the questions in. Yeah. Uh, do you want to start with some that you have in your inbox or do you want to go with some of the live questions first? Uh, I, I, I'll do, I can do one of these ones. Um, these ones came from, so our friend Frankie, she is, I think she's part of a Discord group. Okay. And so I think she was asking questions on there, just in general, about mental health. On the and NBR then, Discord? No. Wait, do we have an NBR Discord? I don't know. Do we have, we don't have a walking blind Discord. Do we? Mm-mm. I think it's just on her own, whatever community oh, she's gotcha. part of. I don't know. Um, and so, and so and I think she just put there that we're like, uh, I don't know. Uh, anyways, these are, these are some of the questions coming from Frankie. Cool. Okay. Can you think? Can you think back to a bad uh, slash worse performance, musically or career wise? Uh, what did you learn from that, and what? <laughs> what did you learn from that, and what kind of impact did it have, mentally, career wise, or just learning wise? I know what you're thinking. <laughs> um. So for for me. It wasn't wasn't really a, a bad performance per se, but it was it was a uh, kind of humbling experience um, because I remember 
back in the day we, we were playing creative void and we got offered a show in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And back then, like I was, I was a fucking asshole. Um, and like, I remember showing up for the show and finding out that we were the only like hardcore band booked on the show. Everybody else was like these, this alt rock, like pop stuff. Mm. And then there was like barely any promotion from the show for the show or anything like that. So it ended up being like two people there. Right. And of course, like at that point in time, you just go, all right, like we treat it like glorified band practice. Mm. And I don't know what I was, something was something I I was else going on. Huh? Something else going on? Yeah. I, I was upset about something and I just remember kind of like like throwing a little like temper tantrum about it. Like this is fuck bullshit, you know, whatever. Um and we played. Mm-hmm. Like we we played, we did our thing, whatever. And at that venue, they had the back door open. Um <clears throat> and so we played our set, then we walk outside and we're just talking about getting food. There's a Mexican joint a couple doors down, let's go get burritos, you know, whatever. And I end up meeting somebody who was standing back there who um, pointed out that they were a fan of Creative Void and NBR. Mm. Um, and like, I'm, I don't want to get into detail about their story because it's, it's their story. But he kind of, you know, was like, hey, I didn't know you guys were playing. Uh, if you look like the back of the venue, there's like a field. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, we were at my friend's apartment over there and just happened to be outside. And we heard you guys playing and then you could tell that he was getting kind of like emotional mm-hmm. and his girlfriend's like, he ran home and got his record, you know, so that you guys could like sign it. Dang. And I was like, what the fuck? And then he told us, he told us a story and like, that was probably the, the most impact. Like if, if for some reason you're listening to this and you, you find this podcast or you find this episode, like that was one of the most impactful things that's ever happened to me. Um, to the point where even like Jay, Jake was walking by and like I was talking to him and like science record and you know, um, Jake was giving me shit and then I pulled Jake in the conversation. Even Jake was like, whoa, dude, like this shit is crazy, you know? Mm. Um, and so like that, that was just kind of like a really humbling, like, Hey, like you never know who's going to be around, you know, what, what the impact is going to be like, what's going to happen. And yeah, I, you know, I think after that things, my, my mindset, my mindset started to shift a little bit after that. Um, and then I grew up a little bit and figured, started to figure things out. (laughs) I wish I could go back and fix Uh a bunch of things, but you know. Yeah. It's the whole like, yeah, one, you never know who's watching. And then two, it's like, you never want to like punish the people that did come to see you. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I see bands, I see bands do that all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. there's just people that are here. Don't get mad at them. Go online yeah. <laughs> and like shit on people who didn't go on your yeah. show. I, like don't accost the people that came. <laughs> I think, I think one of the things that, that made me upset at that show though, was they had, we had, did have the kids of the few kids that were there. Like it was the disrespectful, like, uh, we're just going to sit on the stage while you're playing. Mm. And you just kind of like, dude, you weren't. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I, and, and then of course we've had, <laughs> We've had some some bad nights. Uh, <laughs> we've had uh, uh, in particular bad or funny. <laughs> um, you know, nights where sometimes you, you the stars align and people get injured in your band, or you have to restart your set because 
things happen, you know, but, <laughs> but we, we move on and we have fun, you know? Dude, I laughed. I've, I've, I may have peed my pants. Like, <laughs> I mean, if I'm being honest, I laughed so freaking hard when Jake fell into the drums. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if we can tell that story, but we'll save it. We'll save it. We'll save it. We'll save it. So for me, okay. So I've had I've had two two things that were very impactful for me. One was the first time that we were playing a show that like like actually we had like a pretty decent turnout, and I don't even think we were touring. I don't think we were touring yet. I think it was just like a good local show, and my voice was going out. And I could feel my voice going out. I could feel my voice cracking and stuff. And I was so embarrassed. And so from then on, I became obsessed with like, why is my voice going out? Is my voice weak? Should I not be screaming? And I remember, I would, uh, who gave me, I actually think my ex gave me this advice. But she was just like, no, you need to warm up better. Like you're not warming up correctly. Like it should, screaming, whatever. Like you should be able to have your voice out your set. Right. And so I became obsessed with like wanting to like warm up. And so I got into the habit of warming up before, before we ever started touring, I'd pick everybody's brains, uh, who I considered like a, like a good vocalist or someone who I felt had strong vocals. I would, I would hit him up and I never stopped doing that. I asked Jesse from, uh, kill switch. You know, I've asked Keith Buckley. I've asked, uh, pretty much everyone, everyone that I've toured with at some point, I've asked them in one way or another, whether I was being like, really, what do you do? Like for your warm ups or like, any remedy that they have. And so that was, that was a, uh, I watched that show. Was at a church? Was that the vine? It wasn't, it wasn't the vine. It wasn't the ship. I think it was a church in Redlands and it just was like a crowd that wasn't ours. We had a decent turnout, but like, I mean, it was just like a bigger show. Like it's just one of those like local shows that had no business being that big. Right. And my voice was like peering out and I couldn't believe it. And then the second thing that, like, uh, I guess she's asking for performance. It wasn't a performance. <laughs> I so remember it, one of your bad performances. Oh, dude. <laughs> we'll, we'll save that one. We'll save that one. Because <laughs> that didn't really impact me in the sense of just, like, yeah. But uh, some, something that impacted me as far as that would have, that would really move things or uh, change how I did things was... I saw a picture of myself on stage and I was clearly exhausted. I had my hands on my knees and it just was not a good picture. Not a good flat. You looked tired. I looked tired and I looked like I was one of the older dudes in the scene. And this was like years ago. Yeah. And so I think like the next day is when I started to like jog and I started running. So I would do at least two miles a day just so I would never... Obviously, you get tired. Obviously, I've been out of breath. Like, that's going to happen, but at least not to that point where, like, I had to have, like, my hands on my knees and I was, like, catching my breath. So, yeah. You know, it's funny. is I actually think that I learned a lot of warm-ups from you. Mm. Um, just, like, being at shows together or, like, when we'd play together and stuff, and then I would see you wander off, and just, mm-hmm. you know. And then... um and that, and then that combined with the, I, I remember watching this old dungeon family. I think we talked about a dungeon family documentary about outcasts and how, like what they would make them do is they would all run. Everybody would run and then they'd wrap their verses 
um, while they were running. That way, whenever they put on a live performance, they were so lit and they were so crazy and they were so wild because they were trained yeah. to not tire out, you know, and that was like, it was part of the conditioning. Um, so like a lot of that made sense, but you know, yeah. put, on, put on a few pounds in the past, uh, I know that's in this part. past little hiatus. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, yeah, it's embarrassing. I used to be, I've mentioned this before in other podcasts. I used to be able to basically jog my whole set, 45 minute set. No problem. Uh, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm not there, yet, but I will be. I'm not. I'm not worried about that. So Mike and I were supposed to go uh, watch Kill Switch uh, last week. Um, actually, so what happened was I bought Kill Switch tickets two years ago, mm -hmm. um, and then uh, we. I mean, the show got postponed. Show got postponed, and then normally my buddy Will and I. Shout out to Will just buy tickets to shows and then take each other out on mandates basically. Um, and he, he'd just gotten back from like a, like a long weekend with his chick for her birthday. And he's like, dude, I'm not gonna be able to make it. So I hit up Mike and I was like, silver medalist. Yeah. I was like, Hey, would you be interested in going to kill switch? And he was like, Oh yeah, dude, sick. Mm -hmm. And then we realized afterwards that, uh, we didn't think about like the whole, <clears throat> you got to show like a negative COVID test yeah. or whatever. Which I could have had and gone had I known. Yeah, we didn't think about it. Um, so I threw him up on Ticketmaster last minute, and we went to Olive Garden, um, and uh, had ourselves a little mandate. They even put us at the uh, the date <laughs> the, night table, the lovers table. <laughs> you know those booths that are designed just for two people. Yeah, it's funny because like we at the time too, we we're like I I text like my brother. I was like, hey, we're going we're going to Olive Garden. If you want to like, if you want to come, and he's like, oh, maybe we'll see. And then when he like got out of his meeting, he's like, Hey, are you guys still off guard? And I was like, uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> you're not invited anymore because there's no more to sit. <laughs> they put us at the date night table. Us, uh, <clears throat> um, anyways, the reason I tell that story time. is because we were walking in and we were talking about you running through the set for the upcoming NBR show, mm -hmm. um, the comeback show essentially. And you were like, I, I finally made it through the set fully right mm, well i mean <laughs> i i did i say so yes and no i did without but I, I didn't scream the whole thing there's parts i didn't sing but i but i got through Not without at, stopping yeah and at the end of it i didn't feel like dying okay so that was like my victory yeah we still have a couple weeks mm -hmm. um technically about a month yeah so. yeah and in, in the last so not this week but next week is when I'm gonna basically be on tour. Yeah, I'm gonna scream and sing every day, every night. Do my warm ups, run. Yeah. And for for you guys that listen to the show, if you follow the TikTok, if you follow at Walking Blind Pod, Mike has essentially uh, transitioned from his old TikTok page to the Walking Blind page. He's the one that's running it and posting it. Um, if you didn't see our "What Is Love" duet that we did, <laughs> uh, because we always talk about the difference between our screams. Um, which is on full display. It's on, on full that. display, the difference between our screams. But um, Mike is doing duets, and he's uh, kind of uh, doing some singing stuff. Taking suggestions. If anybody has a song they want to hear either of us attempt. Hey, don't. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Mike is willing to. For those who don't know, Mike. <clears throat> Mike can spit some rhymes. So if there's any rap songs you think he could do, throw them his way. 
faster the better. <laughs> also, if you see any of those uh, duets where they're like, we need a bass singer yeah. to add bass notes to these, <laughs> sign me up. We could do that. Um, but, yeah. yeah, at Walking Blind Pod on TikTok. Next question, what do you got? We'll go in yours. Oh, you want me to go? Yeah. Okay. So we got a question. <laughs> <laughs> I can see my own stupid faces. (laughs) Uh, So shout out to Max. Uh, When writing lyrics, what is the metric that makes you have that aha moment? Like that's the lyric. Is it more melody driven or contact driven? Content driven. Uh, I mean, lyrics are like the my most important thing. But when it comes to like the when I'm writing, it it has its melody. I think as soon as I have a melody, then I can start to plug in words, phrases. you know, like do, uh, I guess ad libs or whatever, or I don't know. Every now and then, like you might like a phrase. Okay. So, uh, I don't, I think I talked about this on another podcast, but, um, our song, um, (laughs) the last song on our new EP. Oh my God. Don't make me look for it. Last song on my new EP. Um, oh. Uh, dude. Here, I got it right here. Hold on. You know what? Might be embarrassing, but we're leaving all this in. You know why? Because you should know this by now. I know. Uh, unapologetic. Unapologetic. I just found it right now. So, unapologetic for whatever reason... The, um, the, I refuse to apologize for nothing that came on right away before I had any of the lyrics. That was the first like lyric that actually stayed that I came up that I heard. And I was like, oh, I'm going to use that. I don't know how, but I'm going to use it. And so from that, I kind of got the concept of, from that, I got the concept of, uh, you know, basically the whole, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not apologizing for, for how I am and for what I have. And, uh, and that was like the, so that lyric came in pretty early, like as I was doing melody stuff and it, and it didn't move. It was that same spot. And then from there I got the concept of the song that I wanted. And then I wrote from there. I'm going to mute you while you blow your nose. Uh, so for me, when it comes to lyric writing and, and songwriting, like lyrically, um, I, I feel kind of the same as you, like lyrics are are the most important. But when it comes to like, sometimes it's something very, very simple for me that I just like, oh, the way that that hits and the way that this fits with what I'm doing or if it just fits the tone that I'm going for, like that's usually the moment for me. Rainbow. (laughs) Bless you. Um, And it's just, it's just, if you guys, hey, once again, watch the video because you can see all Mike's crazy faces while he does these sneezes. yeah, if you, for me, the ideas and the lyrics and everything sometimes, sometimes are less important than how it's going to hit and how the, how the overall vibe of like the song or that moment is, Um, especially, you know, like when we tend to do stuff that are, that's on the heavier side, like that breakdown or, you know, um, obviously we, we tend to like gravitate towards big group chants or like moments where everybody can just like get into it and let loose. But sometimes it's more of a feeling than it mm-hmm. is. Um, 
Um, Sometimes it's a vibe. The vibe. Vi- no, according to the song, the vibe of the song. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Now you're good. Next question. Next question. Just want to jump back and forth between the two of us. Yeah. All right. Okay. What's the best uh, piece of advice you've received from another artist or someone in the industry that you'd pass on to someone else? Uh, For me personally, it was uh, just the importance of warming up. And um, I don't know if anybody remembers the band Lorraine Drive, but he was one of the, the singer from that band was one of the first guys to really tell me, like, no matter what, no matter how, how long your set is, no matter if you're headlining or opening, you have to warm up and you have to warm up well. And that stuck with me. And so I've passed that on. And so since then, like some of the helpful tips that I've kind of learned, learned, learned along the way, um, uh, Keith from every time I die, he was telling me about how he likes to scream into a towel. So now I scream into a towel. It's very helpful. It doesn't, doesn't really, when you do it, it's not as like strenuous on your vocal cords and it really starts to help like strengthen your diaphragm, gets that going. Um, and then, uh, and then Jesse, kill switch. He said, uh, and his was funny cause we were like, it was at new England metal and hardcore fest. And we just happened to be like, it was just so crowded. And we were like just walking, like I was, I think walking into the venue, he was walking out and we just got like stuck, like facing each other. And just right away, I was just like, you're just like leaned in for that kiss. Yeah. I was just like, what do you do? <laughs> I was like, Hey, I was like, what do you, what do you do uh, to maintain, to maintain your voice, you know, on tour and stuff. And he's like, Oh, you know, I just make sure I practice. And I was like, I know, but like, what do you do? Like, I'm a, vo- I'm a, I'm a vocalist. Like, what do you do? And he's like, oh, okay. And I think he realized like I was being serious. Like he's like, okay. He's like sleep, but, but hydration, hydration. He's like, I don't care if you drink or smoke, whatever you do, like, you can do all that stuff. Fine. You have to hydrate. You have to drink water to the point where like you're on the verge of peeing yourself. Like you need to hydrate. Yeah. So I was like, sick. Okay. So then I do that. I drink a ton of water. Have yet to piss myself. At least I know of. I haven't yet. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> what about you? Uh, mine actually came from a member of our band, um, but he pretty much, you know, f- from the very beginning when we first started like playing shows and we were first starting to um, build, he was like, "Look, like we have we have to be in less vulgar terms. We have to be nice to everybody." Mm-hmm. whether you like them or not, whether you like their band or not, whether they did well, whether they didn't be kind, you're going to, you're going to tell them that they, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're great. And you're going to hype them up and you're going to be nice to them because, um, you know, that's what we would want in return to. And, and I think that mentality kind of stuck, um, <clears throat> you know, and like over the years you kind of, you'll come across people that you don't particularly like mm-hmm. you'll come across people that um kind of rub you the wrong way but you know and you and then you'll also come across people that are like the greatest people you've ever met um and just treat them all kind of with that same you know respect and and same mentality like hey man like you know you guys were sick like good job tonight you know um just being a like kind and nice person to them 
overall. And that that makes a bigger impact than like rock starring people. Right. Yeah, no matter no matter what, like regardless of like music is so subjective yeah. and it it like it takes whether whether your whether your like motives are good or bad, whether why you you do the right reasons or not, it is hard to get on stage. Like yeah. it it it's tough. So like I'll always give someone at least that respect that they did it, you know, for whatever the reasons, but it, you know, it's they did it and they went out and you know, my thing is even if I didn't <laughs> I don't want to say this in like a band that like have like become friends with like looks into the like wait he said it to me. But um, you know, like one of the things that I would kinda of say to to bands if I wasn't necessarily feeling the the style of music or the genre, or maybe I heard something in the lyrics that I didn't quite agree with, whatever. I would always like and I was genuine about this, like a hundred like a thousand percent and I would always say, like, dude, thank you so much for like letting us play with you guys here tonight like this is your town thanks for having us yeah absolutely. like thank you so much for, for playing the show you know and that's because that's that was real now I, I didn't feel like i was ever lying because i was like they're they're you know letting us play in their hometown this is their stage you know right and so that was that's how i kind of went about <laughs> if i didn't if i didn't necessarily you know feel the band and I mean, like you're you're right when you say like like music is subjective. You know what I mean? Like, um, there's people that don't like Adele, <laughs> which is wild, fucking crazy. <laughs> but like that, it's that that's true. Like you, just because you're not feeling it doesn't mean that somebody else there that night isn't. That doesn't mean that it didn't impact them or affect them in some sort of way. Yeah. You know? So like, yeah, that that idea of just be kind to everybody, Mister Rogers. That shit. You know? Yeah. Be my fucking neighbor. <laughs> Mike, the allergies are getting you tonight, dude. I think it's your house, Mike. Is it? No, because I get this at my house, too. <laughs> maybe you're allergic to dogs. No, never. Maybe. Not Chewy. Maybe you're allergic to Coda. <laughs> maybe you're allergic to Chewy, Isley. I thought you ate a little bit. <laughs> All right, next question. Is it my turn? Uh, your turn. All right, so this is kind of more for you and for the NVR um, listeners, fans. Uh, what were you guys up to in between the last release and the new EP? You guys were one of my favorite bands at 20, and now at 30, I'm just stoked you're back. That's a 10-year that's impact right there, my man. Yeah. Well, okay, well, since, since the last, so Concrete Flower, we released Concrete Flower in 2014, we toured with Census Fail. Uh, we did our own tour with the Greenery. We went to Europe and we toured with uh, Funeral for a Friend, Creeper. And then we came home and we did a tour with Comeback Kid. And then that was it as far as touring for us. We didn't tour after that. We had to cancel South by So What. And so when they did it again the next year, we, we, uh, we played, they asked us to play and we, we came back together to play that, even though we'd been completely, we had been on hiatus for about a year at that point. And so, yeah, we did that. We did the, we did stuff. I saw what in 2016, that was the last time we played together. And, uh, yeah. So since then everyone's kind of done their own thing, gone their separate ways, but that's what's like. We, we didn't get to do much on the concrete flower, which was our biggest release at the time. And then we, we, uh, we had the accident. Oh, that's the thing too. We, yeah. 
small detail. Big we had thing. a we had a van accident, which was very helpful in allowing us to take a break, which you know ended up turning into six years, but whatever. So yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. And that was from Ginger the Realer. It's a cool name. <laughs> you want me to ask another question while you recover over there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, in your opinion, what is the band that you think strikes the best balance of message and music without being too over the top with either and is still interesting enough to stand out? Uh, I mean, I guess you can almost call them over the top, but I feel like it's so real that it it's, I think it just gets a pass. And I could be wrong. Uh, Sleeping Giant. That's fair. I feel like. They, they believe every ounce of everything that they're saying. Mm-hmm. Like I've cheered up listening to Tommy, you know, and you know, I'm, I've, I'm a believer. I've obviously have my shortcomings and stuff, but I always felt very, I always felt something moving in me every time I hear him talk. Cause I just felt like he was being so genuine. And, um, and I just thought it came across in the music and in their message. Like it just felt so like, okay to listen to. Like, I feel like there's a reason why they're so respected in the hardcore scene. Yeah. even though they're a Christian band. Um, I would go with Stick to Your Guns. That was my one. Stick to Your Guns, I I really feel is like, <clears throat> you know, seeing seeing them play and, and just listening to their, their music and, and, you know, some of the, the talks that, that were had. And um, it's, I think every, you know, it's so genuine and it's just so straightforward. Like the, you know, the balance of everything is, it's not, you know, it's not so over the top that you, you can't relate or that you can't, um, fuck with what they're saying and, and the things that they preach about. But at the same time, like you, you feel it, you know, I, I don't know if I've ever really said this on a podcast before. I think I've just said it to friends and stuff, but stick to your guns and gallows, but mostly stick to your guns is why I stayed doing music why you kept me in MBR because around the time that uh, I heard Six Guns for the first time, I was so jaded with music. I was so over the scene. Mm-hmm. I felt like, because we like getting into the hardcore scene was like so exciting for me. And I got so bored of it so fast because I felt like everybody was saying the, the same, same thing. fucking thing. Yeah. It's like, it, I was like, I would see a band play and I would say, I'd never seen them before. And I would say what they were going to say next, just because it was so, I don't know if I've told you that. I, like, that's like something I, do, I still do it. Which is, and, and which is wild because when you came into hardcore, you, I like you came from punk rock mm-hmm. and then found hardcore essentially. So like that, that, you know, just to watch it evolve in your eyes like that is kind of crazy. Yeah. And I was getting, cause I was also, and I was also seeing like a lot of, you know, the more like metalcore bands too. But it just I just feel like everybody was just saying the same like cheap thing. Like obviously there's good concepts and stuff and like, you know, every, there's always, I get that everyone I say things that I'm sure people other bands like we're not, we're not reinventing the wheel. But see, hearing hearing Jesse talk, I remember the first time I heard him talk and it was just like it just I was just like, Oh yeah, cool. You can be different. That's he's talking about real shit. And it, it, it like, I became such, I became instantly a fan of them, even though at the time it was when they were still super, <laughs> super heavy. And I think you and I heard the same, um, 
like Jesse talking about like racism mm. and just like taking a strong stand against racism. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, you know? Um, yeah. It was, yeah. I just, I love, I love that. It was just, it was just so refreshing. And then watching the gallows, <laughs> just not give a fuck about anything <laughs> and calling out all the shitty, say it like straight up, there's so many shitty bands on World Tour. Called them out and I, it just felt so refreshing. <laughs> Um, all right. So Renee asks, if you were granted one wish, anything, what would it be? Do not have to worry about money. That's fair. To just be financially free. To do whatever I want. I don't even have to like, like you can, you can even give me limits. I just don't have to worry about it. Like that was... One one of the things that uh, I thought was really cool was my ex, her her dad said um, we were talking about like I kind of okay so we were talking about like uh, financial stability and things like that, and I had said something not I I said something that provoked this this response from him because he was like no, no no it's not about how much money you get man he's like don't don't think like that yeah he's like for me. And this, he's saying this, and he's he's being very humble because he he made great. They made really good money, <laughs> but uh, he said, "When I when I take my family out to eat, I don't have to look at prices for anything. Yeah. For me, that's that's I'm happy. Yeah, I can I can I, we can go out to eat somewhere. I'm not any my kids can order what they want. I can order what I want. He's like I'm set in like, this economy. This was a couple of years ago, but <laughs> but I thought that was a cool answer. I was like, oh dang." I think, I mean, I think that that's kind of like, you know, I agree with that. Like, I would love to be in a place where you're not concerned with, with money, right? Or concerned with finances. You don't, you don't have to be a multimillionaire. You don't have to, yeah, you just want to be comfortable and know that if anything happens, you and the people that you love are taken care of. Yeah. Um, but I think my answer for that kind of ties into it, but I would want, I wish that I could, I wish that like I, you, you know me, I have a million projects. I wish that one of them would get to a point where I could essentially make it my career completely, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I, and I know that this is kind of like a, this is definitely like a fear thing. Like, you know, it's, it's really easy for people to be like, Oh, we'll just like go all in with one of these things and, and go for it, you know, which we've, we talked about this a million times, but then at the same time, like we also did go all in on something. Um, we, we went all in on things that, you know, and, and NBR more than, than any of the projects that I worked on or that I was in, but you know, it's been such a, like such a long road to recover from that. Yeah. Right. Like it's such a long path to, um, <clears throat> to essentially where we are today, like sitting, like t- for both of us sitting here doing this podcast, we've done completely different things since music has not really st- like stopped per se, but like has just kind of been put to the push to the side yeah. essentially. Um, and the idea of going full force and all in on something like that, when I now have a mortgage to pay and I have, you know, life and bills and all that is like terrifying 
so like to to answer that question like if i could wish for anything it would be that like i that my career would be something creative and something that like makes me feel fulfilled on all aspects that's yeah. cool i think i like that better the answer better than, my, than mine but with that would come the financial yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean <clears throat> um you want me to keep going um let's see i'll read it uh what types of methods do you use to put your own personal weaknesses to the forefront of your mind to help you work on them to better yourself? And then she said, musically, personally, personally, or career-wise. Um, I think I've kind of touched on this a little bit. For me, I just have to live in it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I have to just kind of let it envelop me and then just kind of work through it in my head and deal with it. Um, you know, that I just have to, I, cause, cause I'm very, very, I'm very good at getting shit done, but I'm also very, very good at procrastinating. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, I have to just, it just has to be that thought like, okay, I'm going to do this right now. And then that's that, that's where we go from there. Um, yeah. I think mine, mine is I have to be very truthful with myself, be very honest with myself, be aware of myself and know that like, you know, if it's procrastination, procrastination, that even if I'm procrastinating, I need to be like, you're procrastinating now. Like you need to like sit for another, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, you know, like at least acknowledge it. Or I have to like, or at least have to tell myself at the end of the day and be like, you could have done more today. Yeah. Like that's something I kind of do. And I don't, when I do that, I at least for myself, I don't feel, I don't make myself feel bad about it. Right. It's just more of, of, of like, like, you know what you can do. You did this earlier. Like I was, I, I was telling how like I, I'm trying, I have like little blocks of time that I'm trying to dedicate to things. Yeah. And so <laughs> some of the days I'm just like, oh yeah, I didn't do that at all. And like, you know, I kind of try to hold myself accountable for little things like that. So yeah, I'll just say just being really honest with uh with yourself and if you're doing what you need to do, awesome, keep doing it. And if not, then like you need to you need to get on yourself, I guess, for that. Yeah. At least for me. That's how I feel. <clears throat> um Will NBR ever re release a classic shirt design like the piranha graphic from circa two thousand nine? I would say never say never, but we just had a really bad experience releasing old merch. So I also still have one of those really bad FYI NBR DTF shirts <laughs> in the garage. Uh, it's pretty we awesome. have some, we have some merch that <laughs> a little cringy. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Max social scene revival <laughs> show with NBR shipwreck planes, crash, create a void. With OG openers at the Riverside Municipal, will it ever happen? That face fits that response or that question. <laughs> kind of like, I mean, never say never, but also I don't think so. <laughs> it would I, take a lot of pieces back together to get. You, you know what? I a part of me really wants to play Municipal. Yeah, same. I just want. I kind of just want to play Riverside. I just Riverside we, proper. We rarely, even in the heart of our touring, we rarely got to play home. For us, yeah. which well, at least for me, it's Riverside. Our home shows were always, you know, 
Anaheim chain reaction. But I think what Riverside Municipal is one of those things where it would be so sick to do a show there, but we would definitely need a bigger headliner. Need a bigger headliner. We'd need to bring somebody out that could draw on their own. Or if every single person that's ever listened to No Bragging Rights came out. True. We could probably fit half that. <laughs> um, you know, Creative Void, we'd be good for 45. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, a Shipwreck Castaway, I don't know that Jake would do it. Those dudes are even... Jake would probably do it. Mm. I don't know that all those dudes are still even in California, though. Doesn't um, matter. And then... For, for a lineup like that, guys would fly out. And then Planes Crash, uh, definitely most of the dudes are not in are not in California anymore. But um, shout out to Josh. Josh plans to join us on an episode. That's if you fun. guys have Planes Crash questions, uh, we, we definitely <laughs> going to get him in. Um yeah, that could be, you know, like never say never, but probably won't happen. <laughs> yes. Uh, in your opinion, what was the moment that made you say, wow, we've made it, assuming you've made it to that point? All right. So uh, this one, I don't think I've ever said that, but I've definitely had moments where I've been like, like, this is cool. Yeah. You know, or like, this is awesome. And so, okay. So and now remembering what I... I said this in the in the live that I would share this. Um, when No Bragging Rights went to Europe for the first time, and it it was our first night. It was our first night in the bus. We were in a bus, which is also a first for us. And we were hanging out in the lob, like the lobby area. You know, everyone's like hanging out, drinking and stuff, whatever. And there was just that moment when, like, I don't even know how it started, but like one of us was just like. Like, dude, we're in, we're in Germany right now. Like, we're we're in Europe right now. Like, we were we're in Europe. Yeah. And like, it's one of those things where like, it went from like a like yeah cool and like a high fiving thing to like a couple of us like it wasn't even that teared up. Like, I actually kind of I started crying like because it it was just one of those things that like I never I never held like going to Europe as like oh this has to be a goal. It was just a dream. Yeah, well, yeah. just to think like you're playing your music, not just across the country, like you're in a different part of the world. Yeah. And so that was just a really cool moment for us. It didn't feel like it, like oh we made it. It just felt like what a, this is cool. This is such a cool moment. And so, yeah, I've just like I've had cool moments. I've never felt like oh because <laughs> my mind doesn't allow me to do that. My mind is always like the next thing. Yeah. Um, I haven't. I haven't hit that moment, so <laughs> I haven't hit that moment, so I can't answer that question. Um, Crespo, dude, I still remember in Spokane when people thought you guys were related. Uh, shout out to Gabe. Uh, you guys can add Panama and divide the day. <laughs> and I said also Darsom. Also Darsom. Um, let's see here. Shout out to Gabe for still flyering. For still flyering. I, I found it's it's crazy because I know he had mentioned at the show that we were at um, that he was flyering, but I didn't realize that he had flyered my car until I was actually at work and I was like, what's this wrapped around my... And I, was, I was like, okay, Sick. okay. Um, <clears throat> Uncle Tugboat, will the episodes be audio only or video as well? And do you guys plan to have guests outside of the band? Well... Technically, I'm a guest outside of the band because I'm not in no brain rights. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most of our guests, like when we had Martin, but most of the people we've had on have been outside the band. Yeah. 
Um, we are we are working on our our guest list, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, so hopefully, if we can if we can make this happen, we got some cool people that are yeah they're gonna be uh, jumping on with us. Also, if you know someone cool, hit them up. Yeah. Um, Honestly, yeah. They don't even have to. They don't even have to be somebody that people would know. If you've got a cool story or you've got something you, you want to tell, you want to talk about, like, dude, let's let's do it. Yeah. We're down. Like we've already had like our buddy Josh trying yeah. to connect us, so hopefully we'll get. Yeah. Um, can y'all play "Unafraid to Burn" at Tough Love Fest? Uh, so I'm gonna just. I don't think this is a spoiler for anyone. We're not gonna play that song. Just cause <laughs> not. I love that song. That's one of my favorite songs to play live. But um, we have a we have a, you know mind you, it's been six years since we've played. Uh, we have two guys that will be on stage with us for the first time. And so we're just kind of, we have a set list that we made that kind of has a little of everything, I think. Um, But uh, yeah, sadly that song is not on there, but uh, who knows, maybe, maybe in a later show we can do it. Um, Renee has a horror story for you. So late one night she was walking down a dark street. (laughs) It just ends. Um, <clears throat> Squints, so stoked for war, war crimes to play the same stage as y'all. Mm-hmm. Tough love. Shout out to war crimes. Sick. Um, Ty, another question for both mics. One thing that you love about your culture, family culture, mm-hmm. um, I'm assuming you're talking about, uh, in my case, the Filipino culture. <laughs> and uh, one thing that I love, if you can't tell already, is that no matter where you go for family and your your parents or your aunties or whatever, they're always going to make sure that you're fed. Yeah, um, they always want to make sure that you have a good meal in your body and that you're uh, you're not hungry. That's cool. Um, I kind of like I, this used to kind of be something I didn't like before, but I'm kind of liking it more now. And the fact that we haven't really had it like we used to has made me really miss it. Is that like uh, the big family get-togethers? How everything's a big deal. We celebrated, you know, graduations for, you know, birthdays, everything. Uh, just, uh, just any reason to get together, family-wise. So we haven't really been able to do that like we used to. So I miss that, but I, I just, I love that. Like, yeah, I think my mom's extra. Like, it's not just my mom. It's the whole family. It's the whole family. All my ideas and stuff. It's awesome. <clears throat> uh, Ty had another question, which I kind of like. <laughs> Accidentally skipped. Sorry, bud. Um, for both mics, top three restaurants and top three things you guys like to cook. I'll go for mine really fast. So I can, the only thing I can really cook well, and you haven't even had it yet, is I make a bomb ass grilled cheese. I know it sounds like a child thing, but I use different cheeses and garlic and make my own spread. It's, nice. it's awesome. Um, here you go. You go to things you like to eat, and then I'm gonna think of restaurants. Uh, so I can make a um, really mean ribeye. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a pretty solid recipe for uh, some s- homemade cilantro lime shrimp tacos. Mm. It's kind of one of my go tos. Prove it. Um, hey man, if you're down, I'm down. I even make the, the cilantro lime cream sauce from scratch. Um, and then I also make a, uh, really good, um, garlic Parmesan mac and cheese, baked mac and cheese. Prove it. 
Um, and then three restaurants. They're not going to be that interesting. Yeah. Uh, 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 we'll go, we'll go, we'll go restaurant for, I'm going to go just recent. First thing for me, obviously, um, we talked about their beautiful iconic theme song earlier or theme songs, but waffle house, <laughs> waffle house is forever going to have a place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the food is, is, the food can either be great or it can be garbage, but you know what? Like you're going to have an experience every time you're there, (laughs) but I have so many memories of being in a waffle house just for like crazy, huge moments in life, being with friends, having like morning breakfasts with my dad at waffle house before going to school, stuff like that. Like that's like me and my dad didn't get to spend a lot of time. He was always, you know, he was working. And then I, you know, later on in life was always busy. Mm-hmm. And those were like some moments that we got to just and go. the cats in the cradle know. in the silver spoon. <laughs> uh, so Waffle House is, is on the list. Cool. Uh, like I said, I'm going more, more recent. I'm going to go, there's a place called Okoku. It's a sushi spot here. I love it. They've come a long way. Oh, sushi. Yeah, they have. They've, they've they have. They changed management. New ownership. Oh, new, new ownership, ownership. Yeah, has, has come a long way. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> second for me, this is the most bougie place on my list, but Fogo de Chao. Uh, well, I don't know what that is. It's a Brazilian barbecue place, mm. and it's the one where they have the gauchos, and they yeah. uh, cut the, the meats and steaks for you, and all that. That's yeah, <laughs> top, top of the list. Uh, I'm going to say a funny one. And I don't, I feel like, I feel like I might agree with you with the funny one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I freaking love Red Robin. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not what I thought you were going. <laughs> yeah. Red Robin. Mine is uh, Taco Bell. Hell yeah. Because. Hell ta- yeah. Taco Bell kept me alive for, for so long. Yeah. Even when it's tried to kill me. Like, yeah. I don't even care. And I've never been mad at Taco Bell. No. Even when I've for sure gotten like food poisoning yeah. from it. Like I've for sure thrown up or had diarrhea. I, I always see it as my bad. Yeah. Like I did something. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I you know what? I had, I had coffee. I had two cups of coffee that morning on an empty stomach. I shouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? I like find every excuse to not blame yeah. Taco Bell. Yeah. I shouldn't have ate that much Taco Bell after I drank that much beer type thing. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. And ta- Taco Bell, those, uh, at the time it was the, uh, beefy five layers were like 99 cents. Mm. And those were like the go-to the, the tour fuel. There's a pure noise shirt with Taco Bell, uh, pure uh, noise tour fuel. I never got one. Me neither. Jerk. <laughs> Hey, Jay, pull the archives, Pure Noise archives. Um, <clears throat> yeah. What's your, what's your third? My third? Oh, man. Um, I mean, <laughs> I feel like this is going to make people be like, what? Why? <laughs> um, I really like Spaghetti Factory. Interesting. Yeah. People what do like, you huh? get? The Mazithra with okay, broccoli. Okay, so you get like, what they're known for. Eventually. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you know what? They'll probably never listen to this, but a special shout out to Cornerstone Barbecue, dude. Cornerstone—that's not a, that's not what I did that for because I thought you were gonna say. So I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take back <laughs> Spaghetti Factory, Court. honorable mention, and I'm gonna instead insert, insert Olivia's. Oh my God! Yes, yeah. Take Taco Bell out. They saved my life, but Olivia's <laughs> is up there. 
Olivia's is for real. Olivia's is the real deal. Uh, if you've ever been in Riverside. Hit me up. I will come. Yeah, straight up. I'll show up. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, Olivia's, <laughs> Olivia's is the place to be. They've, they've been around since, what, the 70s? Have they? I think so. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I mean it makes sense. Other food is amazing. I'm pretty sure it's been around that long. But they've, they've been around for a minute, and they've been like a staple, mm-hmm. um, you know. And uh, they always say what's up to my dad when he's in, my parents, my brother. I probably go there more than any of them, and I feel like they don't recognize me when I come in. They call me Mijo, and that's enough for me. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, if you're ever in Riverside, freaking Olivia's. What it, uh, Ty, Ty, you got to answer this question for us. What is, uh, what is your top three uh, restaurants or. Actually, so whenever we get asked questions, I'd, it'd be rad if and if give you're listening your, to this, give us your answer. I don't care where you wherever you listen. If you can leave a comment, if you're if they're on a, I don't know, or email us or because like I want to hear this because I freaking love one of my my friend uh, my friend Lana shout out to Lana she's in Australia. Uh, she'll give me she'll like hit me up and she'll tell me like her thoughts on like some of the questions we've had. Or just on something we've talked about, and she like chimes in. Like I, I love that. Did I love that. Change your mind about tattoos. She didn't change my mind, but I, <laughs> I definitely, you know, I, I saw her side. You're like, I respect that answer. Yeah. Which reminds me, she has a question too. <clears throat> um, and then I just want to point out that after Ty's question about what our love for our cultures was, Crespo chimed in with brown people stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty Which, much. Facts. Yeah. Uh, when will there, when were, when will there be another famous NBR barbecue complete with CeeLo and beer pong? <laughs> well, they're mostly at Christian's house. Yeah. So, you know what? Fuck it. We could do them here. Yeah, we'll do them here. We'll do them here. We'll do them here. But you have to, uh, you have to, uh, grace us with a story if you show up for one of the barbecues. How about I like that. that. Enter with a story. Yep. <clears throat> Uh, we're, we're going uh, quick, quick fire here. Rapid yeah. fire. Ty, how much would I have to pay you guys to play faceless? Mm. As soon as the only, I'm the only member of the band that even knows what that means. <laughs> Actually, Martin might. Uh, do you know NBR's time slot yet for the show? Uh, I just know that we're playing. I think we're playing right before take offense. Okay. I think, uh, do you, Renee asks, do you still know all the lyrics to all of your songs? Absolutely. <laughs> there, I don't know why dude, I, I wrote these. You. I wrote these freaking lyrics, dude. If, if they change, they then that's what they are now. They're canon. <laughs> Whatever comes out of my mouth is canon. That's fair. Um, this is a good question from our boy Chris. Uh, if Lieutenant Dan didn't lose his leg, would Forrest Gump still become a shrimp captain? Mm-hmm. Like Lieutenant Dan, would I think would have ran it. No, the answer is yes. You think so? Yeah. Oh, uh, because you already you had got it from Bubba. Yeah, I got it first. Yeah. All right. Come on, man. Trick, don't trick don't me. question me about one of my favorite movies right, of trick all time. Me. All right. In that heartbreaking moment where Forrest found that young man laying in the laying in the jungle and he couldn't just leave him there. So he ran him out of there and then he kept running back in and kept finding all the other ones, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. which is basically Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, let's see. 
any chance of an NBR tour in the works? Sure. Uh, okay, tour, no. Well, how do I say this without... It would have to be worth it. Uh, fuck it. We so there's there's we'll just say there's <laughs> festivals. I know. <laughs> what? It's like you know, who cares? Okay. Uh, there's festivals that we are submitting for or that we have submitted for. <clears throat> and should they come to fruition? Uh, I think there's some talks about doing dates to them. To them. Or around them, or back from them, it's talks right now. But we'll see. I mean, our situation's weird. Daniel has his, has a baby. Um, everybody has careers. Everyone has career stuff. So fair. Uh, do you have questions on your side? I I have. Yeah, my mine's kind of an, at least the way I'm gonna answer it might be a little intense, but that's fine because I think we're pretty much uh, we good. Yeah. Other than try and be consistent with your allergy medicine. Yeah, that's my bad, Lucy. Thanks, Lucy. Um, oh, the other one. Sorry, before I close that, it was a. Uh, is there an artist you'd want to do a collab with? I think NY. Interesting. I don't know if she's talking realistically, <laughs> or like. Yeah, are we talking like dreams here? Or. Mm-hmm. Mm, there's a quick hot second where we were trying to get uh, Jason from uh, Let Live Fever Thirty Three or. 333. 333. Um, that'd be cool. That's just selfishly. I love Jason. This is a tough one for me. I don't know. Um, there's, there's a, there's a collab, uh, coming out that, uh, that's going to be really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I can't really think off the top of my head if there's anybody, that I would want to um, like really push for to get on, on a record or for me to get on their record. Mm. Uh, I don't really like asking for stuff like that. Yeah. You know, if like tonight alive asked me, I'd do it or, (laughs) or like, uh, I mean, obviously if like the ghost inside, if, if vigil ever asked me to do something, you know, bud, If Mind Force ever wanted me to jump on, quick second. Yeah. If I could get on like an inclination song or something, that'd be sick. I'm Puronize now, dude. Puronize is is sick. (laughs) Puronize is is so cool. Sir. Um, All right. So this question is from Alana from Brisbane. Um, Rise Up Lights. Wait what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so uh, if you didn't, I know we're running long again. But if you if you've ever heard of this comedian Josh Wolf, he does a podcast with Freddie Prince Jr. Mm-hmm. and they have the coolest names called Prince and the Wolf. And there was an early episode where Josh was like, "Hey, I can teach you how to speak with an Australian accent." Freddie Prince Jr. is like, "What are you talking about?" And he goes, "All you got to do, dude, is say, rise up, lights." Like, what are you talking about? Just say it. Rise up lights. Like, okay. Rise up lights. He goes, now say it fast. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. You're saying razor blades in Australia. (laughs) Rise up lights. So, rise up lights. That's awesome. Anyways, sorry. 
Sorry. I had to bring a little humor before we get uh, a. <laughs> yeah, this, kind of, this question, yeah, this could potentially get. Um, okay. How do you manage anxiety about how awful the world is right now? COVID, war, weather, for her, because right now, freaking Australia is getting pounded by rain. Crazy um, that we started with this. Hmm? It's crazy that we started this episode with this, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Uh, it's been two years and the fatigue anxiety is real. Um, so I can only imagine for Australia too, cause they, wasn't it like, was it during COVID when they were hit with those fires or was it before COVID? It was right before when like all of Australia was on fire basically. It was right before. Okay. Yeah. All shows on fire. Their birds are fucking crazy. Magpies. Drop bears. Drop bears. <laughs> Spiders that will murder me. Okay. Do I go first or me? Um <clears throat> so what the question is how do you how do you deal with the anxiety of the world being Yeah, just with everything going on, how do you manage anxiety? Um so it's tough because there are definitely times when I try and I guess compartmentalize things and just try not to think about what's going on or, or try not to um, focus on things. One of the things that I have really bad anxiety about, like, especially let's say like with the Russia Ukraine situation, right. Mm -hmm. Is we're also like, we can't, <clears throat> how do I word this properly? We're all going to get drafted. <laughs> we're all going to get drafted. Yeah. We found out that the, the cutoff age is 45. I know what the, for the draft so uh and i have a brother so i'll probably get sent because i'm younger i'm an only child <laughs> so you don't have to go i don't know i probably would though mm. um anyways so the the thing is like with the internet we talked a little bit about this on the episode with dylan tyag um and then we talked a little bit more about it with andrew on the last episode but like when it comes to social media and it comes to the things that you see on the internet and the things that you see online we have to be very cognizant about where we're getting the information from, mm -hmm. right? Because there are, a ton, like I was even watching a video earlier on, on TikTok where they're saying like they're putting all this footage up on TikTok, but, but in order to make it more intense, yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> in order to make it more intense, Mike just noticed after how long that I'm wearing a liquid death hat. Yeah. I was, I, I, was, I was like, what? <laughs> um, it, like after, the, the things that you see that you're if you really dive deep into it they may be showing footage of what's actually happening but they're using sounds and audio from things that are more crazy and intense right, right? just to boost that that fact, narrative the narrative and then you're also seeing um scenarios where there could have been attacks or let's say bombings or whatever from like back in 2016, footage from 2016, that now that Ukraine is trending, these videos are starting to pop back up and there's confusion about when these are th these things are happening, mm -hmm. right? So just that example is like, you have to be very cognizant of what you're looking at as far as what's actually going on today. Mm -hmm. There's like, we could go down this whole rabbit hole of misinformation mm -hmm. and straight up fear mongering and, you know, all this, but we won't as much as we want to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but the, the main thing is just to kind of like, we have to, 
we have to be open and look at all of the sources and see where the information is coming to us from. That way we know genuinely what the big picture is and what the, what's really going on. Now, that being said, we know that what is going on is absolutely horrific, right? Like we are seeing footage of, like there was this footage of the, the Russian tank that just plowed over a civilian in an SUV, yeah. right? Luckily that man survived um, from what I understand. Things like that, like this is, it's it's horrific on a scale that we've, you know, haven't dealt with. And I mean, you know, nobody gives a fuck about sanctions. Nobody gives a shit about anything like that. You know, and, and like, you know, I guess to step away from that and to, to walk or to move away from that, you know, particular issue, when it comes down to it, like if you start to, for me anyways, if I start to think about everything going on and I start to think about how, how this is going to affect life now, the anxiety gets worse mm-hmm. and it builds. And so, like I said, like I kind of compartmentalize it and then focus really on the things that I know right now I can fix or that I can change or that I can make a difference in. Right. Mm-hmm. Focus on the things that I know in my life I can start to correct and then as those things start to fall into place, then I can look at bigger picture and bigger picture, right? Like I, and this may be like an unpopular opinion, but like in my position in my life right now, other than spreading the awareness of what's going on, what more can I really do to help, right? Like to help what's going on. And I don't have the answers for that. I don't know if, if there is something I can do or if there is, you know, if there is something that I could, an impact that I could make, like, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let me know, like, what, what can I do? But at the moment, like I said, other than attempting to raise awareness, if, if there's nothing I can do at this point in time, I need to focus on the things that I can control in my life. And that's, you know, that's not easy for anybody or for everybody. Um, same thing with dealing like with this pandemic and with the lockdowns and the mask laws and everything. Like I'm, I just kind of have to take it in stride and then make the best of the situation that I can. Um, this podcast is one of those things that kind of formed out of the pandemic because we Mm -hmm. were just hanging out. Like these were conversations that we would have on a normal basis and then, Mm -hmm. you know, so yeah, I don't know. What about you? Okay, so for me, so I don't even know if this is going to make any sense, but to me it does. So have you heard the saying, a healthy man has many dreams and has many wishes, but a sick man only has one? And so I feel like that can be taken several ways. So like, I'm not saying that I'm like a terminal person and that my only thing is like to be better or to that I'm surviving. <clears throat> but for me, knowing myself, my presence, speaking for myself, I know how easily I can spiral for things. I know how, how my energy can be depleted pretty easily if I'm not careful. And I know that like my attention can definitely get really, can get really, um, 
if I'm not careful, my energy can like just fly into like not the best places, my energy. So that being said, so for me, I take this back to 2020 when COVID started happening. So even despite all the craziness that was going on, all the uncertainties, once I understood kind of more or less like what a virus was and what it, how, like how it can spread and, and what's going to happen, for me, pretty early on, I felt like my thinking was everyone's going to get this. Yeah. And so that, I'm sure for some people, that can make you spiral. For me, that was comforting in the sense that like this is inevitable. And so I'm going to like, I have a bigger, I have bigger priorities right now, which I know I can sound like irresponsible, but it's not that I didn't care or that I wasn't as scared as anyone else. Like I just, I wasn't going to focus on that. If it was something I couldn't really avoid, you know, you knew that life had to move forward. Life had to move forward. And, and, and my, my biggest thing was graduating. was getting my degree at that time. You know, I, I can't, for myself, I can't mess up anymore. I can't, I need, I needed to get that for myself. A lot of different reasons for myself. I needed to get that. And so I was worried about my family. I was worried about my parents, but at the same time I was just like, you know what? They're, they're doing their part. You know, I still worked throughout the whole thing, but I thought I was pretty smart as far as like, you know, I was around my coworkers. And so I hung out with my coworkers, you and Martin outside of coworkers, the only people I really hung out with, you know, and then I was just home a lot, you know? I wash my hands a lot anyway, just as who I am. I have to bite my nails all the time, so I wash my hands all the time. Um, so I was kind of doing my part, but then, so fast forward, it's 2022. I'm the only one in my family who, has, who hasn't gotten COVID. Both my parents have gotten it, my brother's gotten it, everyone's gotten it. So all that to say, I'm not, not trying to sound like, I don't know if that's a brag or not. But yeah, I don't know that I don't think it's a brag. If anything, I just I need to get it because at some point a crazier <laughs> strain is going to come. Yeah, you need to get it out of your yeah. But all that to say is that so throughout this whole thing, I more or less had a plan of how things were going to happen when they happened. So like I kind of have more or less know what I'm going to do if I were to get COVID. Right. You know, I kind of okay. I'm going to go like I have I have my little plan for that. When my parents got COVID. It was kind of like, how can, like, what can we do to help you? But for them, it barely hit them. Like, they didn't need anything. They're just like, oh, we're gonna chill. And so, and the same thing with my brother, my nieces. You know, literally everybody in my direct life had had COVID. You had it. Martin had it. Uh, Wait, did you have it? So I got well. I got really sick, but I when I was really sick, I got tested. And this was like in the very beginning when when they weren't looking for it. Well, no, when test kits were like, or when testing was so backed up that I got sick, I was sick, I was off for 14 days, and it took them 16 days to test mm. my swab. By the time I had already gone through symptoms and was feeling better is when they tested it and they go, yeah, you're negative. And I was like, if it, wasn't. <laughs> if it died in, in me, then it probably died on the swab type thing. So technically, I, I and I've gotten sick a couple times, tested negative every time, so, mm. uh, you know, Technically, I have never had it on paper. Everybody can sit here and say, oh, I think I had it back. In the, you know, uh, we don't know. We don't know. That's, yeah. so that's like, that's kind of where I was at. I was like, I'm pretty sure I had it in 2019. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but all that to say is that, you know, I haven't thought about it every day for the past two years. You know, I haven't gotten it yet. Like, I'm not waiting to get it. I'm not, I don't live my life like that. I don't live my life worrying if my parents are going to get it. Because when they get it, I deal with it. Right. When I get it, I'm going to deal with it. 
when someone gets into my life, I deal with it. You know, same thing with like what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. Like it's scary. Like I'm going to pray for Ukraine and Russia, both of them, you know, um, if there's something I can do, like you said, there's something I can do to help. Cool. I'm down. Um, if I hear something, obviously I'm human. I'm going to want to know more. I'll ask questions, but that's it right now. This is, this isn't, this isn't, uh, something that I can give me personally. I can give, you know, for those of you who are listening to this and you guys can like put all your energy into this and come up with solutions that will somehow help this war one way or the other. Cool. Good for you. I'm not that guy. Like, so that's not my, that's not where I'm putting my energy at all. I don't want like, and so like, it's crazy. This is happening. It's going to affect me. It's already affecting us with gas prices. Other things I'm sure will come down and then, but when they happen, I deal with them. I'm not going to be worried about being attacked until we're attacked. You know, I'm not in the services, you know, there's nothing I can do to prevent that. Russia invaded Ukraine without me. You know, I am saying it, they, they, they're, they're going to do what they're going to do. Um, like I said, if I get information that comes across my way, that's helpful for someone. Cool. I'll share it. But my focus, and this is what it was in the beginning of the pandemic, which is why people, I feel like took my, my unwillingness to want to be part of certain conversations. My, my purpose and, and, and what I, what I feel like I I'm here to do is to help people with either their mental health, the relationship, whatever it is. It's just, it's to be an ear for people. And so that's where I'm putting the little bit of my energy that I have. I try to make that available to people. And so I'm not concerned. I'm being honest. I'm not concerned about the war in Ukraine in the, same, in the way that most people I think would be. I'm not checking the news about this all the time. If I hear something again, I'm human. I'll listen. I'll react. I'll whatever actions need to take place. I'll, I'll take, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll, you know, but until then I'm worrying about my master's program. I'm worrying about, uh, my job situation. I'm worrying about, uh, the people that are kind of counting on me in certain ways, you know, the people that reach out to me, like that's what I'm, that's what I'm putting my energy towards because worrying about getting COVID for me, that's just not, I don't have that luxury, you know, I know it sounds weird to say, but I just don't have that luxury to be able to worry about it like all the time. Yeah. And stress about it. I don't have that. So I don't. So I, I, I'm trying to live, try to live my life, try to be available for people who need me. Um, and, well, yeah. And I, and I think that's the main thing. Like I, it's, it sounds like both of us are kind of on essentially on the same page yeah. on this, but like the intention with that statement is not to be desensitized right. to what's happening. Like I'm and not putting not, my head in the sand. Yeah. I'm still aware of stuff. And it's also not to say that like the people that are, stressing out or having anxiety about this are not valid. Right. Right. But I think the, the big thing here is that like, like I said, we can, you know, you can raise awareness. You can let people know the real narrative. If you know the real narrative, Mm -hmm. right. Um, you can help inform people about what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And without a doubt, Anytime that there's a war in the world or anytime that there's, uh, you know, pandemics on a global scale or anytime that there's shit like this that will affect the world, it will eventually trickle down to us. Whether it's something like gas prices, whether it's something like food, food inventory, you know, inflation, all this. Lockdowns. All this lock, like every, everything, you know, um, 
everything is going to eventually find its way to affect life, right. everyday life as you know it. Um, and if you're sorry, and if you're if you're worried about something that could happen like that, like right now while you're in, I I'm hoping in a good state of mind. If you're that worried about something coming down the line, plan for it. Yeah. What are you gonna do when gas prices are at this number? What are you gonna do when you can no longer if you have to get laid off of work because you're directly in line with something that it can be affected by this? What are you gonna do? You know, whatever whatever it is, give yourself scenarios and have some. It doesn't have to be a full proof, like you know, this is exactly. But have a plan that I feel like that can also help relieve some anxiety that you might have. Um, you know, I I uh, I did this with some of the kids. Um, where we'd go through um, talking out scenarios, you know, because a lot of kids when they're, I did my internship at like a school that's kind of like a, t- a continuation school. And so one of the kids was saying, telling me that his fear was that he was going to basically relapse once he was around his friends. And I was, so my thing with him was we would talk out like, what are you, like, what are you, what is it going to look like when you're around your friends? What are they going to say that's going to make you want to do this? What is your response going to be if they ask you about this? And we got, like, it, seemed, it felt corny, but at the same time, I could feel him getting confident. When I'd ask him, like, hey, what do you want to do if you want to just take a hit? Just one hit before class. What, what, are you, what, what will your response be? You know, things like that. And so I felt like, you know, and I don't know what he's going to do when he's in that situation, but I could tell that he was at least feeling relieved about going back to school if that's what his, his plan was going to be. So all that to say... I feel like if you're having worries about things that haven't happened yet, that could potentially happen, make a plan. So that way you're at least ready for when they happen and then deal with them as they come. Like prioritize things, you know, again, like it's crazy. Like right now we're watching like the, while I was doing the live, we we're watching the flooding happening in, in uh, Australia. Like it's, it's crazy. Obviously I have like friends out there, checked up on them, see how they're, how they're doing. And then um, it's not that I just like forget about them and then like, you know, hope yeah. that, you know, but it's just like I checked on them, wait to hear back from them. You know, if, there's, if I can help in any way, I will. But then like I'm, I'm still, I'm, I have to live my life here. I have to still do things for myself. And I guess just about prioritizing, making sure you know where your energy is being spent and where it's not. And um, yeah, I don't know if, if, being informed, like super informed about this war is good for you. Maybe that might be a form of plan. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's no, there's no, um, there's no losing if you're, if you're looking to gain knowledge about that thing. Yeah. That's good. There's, there's no, there's no downside to, um, trying to understand the whys and we still may not after we get all the information, right? Like right. as you start to research this, you still may not get that information, but um, don't just, I guess at the end of the day, don't let it be detrimental to your own well being. You know, um, there are certain things that we can control. We can't change, right. um, you know, and like whatever you're feeling, just know that like that feeling's valid. You know what I mean? Whether, whether you even think that it's valid or not, like it's an emotion that you're feeling. It's some, it's valid, but getting down to the reasons why you, why you're feeling that way or why you're feeling anxiety about, about it, or, you know, trying to figure out how to move forward in this crazy time in this crazy world. Like that's, you know, that's, that's where your focus should, I think at least that's what your focus should be rather than focusing on what's happening. Let's focus on 
why what's happening is giving you anxiety. Mm. Is it giving you anxiety because everybody else in the world is anxious about it and now you are kind of channeling those emotions mm-hmm. or is this something that like or like you don't know what's happening and you're yeah. we're, you're scared because you know <clears throat> it's kind of like a and i don't want to go too crazy into this but like when 9 11 happened right mm-hmm. i remember i was living in atlanta at the time i was in third period of going into english and for me it was holy shit this is happening this this just happened i've i've been you know, I've been there. To, I've been to the Twin Towers in New York. I've been, you know, and then um, for me, it affected me in a way that, holy shit, this is happening in a time period in my life. For the girl that literally walked into the classroom with me as we were watching the second plane hit, her father was in New York. So for her, it's a completely different right. set of feelings and emotions, right? Yeah. So like the the understanding why you feel the way that you do and why you're getting that anxiety may help with your coping because then you'll have an understanding of what's causing that anxiety. Mm. For me, you know, like I said, in that example, for me, it was just, holy shit, that things are crazy right now. I can't believe this for her. It's my father is there. I need to know that he's okay. You know, and for somebody else, it may be a different reason. This is kind of like, like, like we said, like the gift and the curse of social media is that, now we have everybody in Dallas. Hmm? In Dallas. Yeah. And and that too. Um one of one of my closest friends is you know, active duty military. His wife, his now wife. Congratulations guys by the way. Hey. They got married on Tuesday. She came home from deployment. Um <clears throat> you know, now they're in a in a complete like state of just hurry up and wait at this point. You know, so, um, like I said, like, I guess the best way to deal with this is find out why, you know, understand why you're feeling anxious about the world and these things. Um, it's very easy to say, well, the, the world, it's a pandemic, it's crazy. Okay, but why is that affecting you in mm-hmm. particular, right? Is it because you're immunocompromised? Is it because you have family that's immunocompromised? Is it because it's just completely changed your, your day to day in your life. And now you don't know how to move forward. Yeah. Or your your ability to make money. Yeah. So understanding why it's causing you that anxiety is a huge step, I think. Yeah. And that, yeah, there's a a whole thing we go into different conversations, but, but that being said, uh, we know we ran a little bit long again today, but we were playing catch up with you guys. Um, so, once again, thank you guys so much for checking us out. Like, comment, subscribe. Um, hit us up on the socials at Walking Blind Pod pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. WalkingBlindPod at gmail.com. Make sure you give us that five-star review or at least just give us a review. Tell a friend. Um, we've got, once again, more cool shit on the way for you guys. And, um, you know, yeah. we hope that that this helps in a way. Yeah. You know? And, and if it doesn't, like, like you kind of basically said, but we'd love for you to be part of the conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, let us know your thought, like some any, anything we've talked about. Like, I know these are some of these questions maybe like geared pretty much. There's like two of them that were really geared towards like my band, but anything else, like feel free to comment or comment, you know, the ones on my band. Okay. I don't care. But, uh, anything you feel like you have, you, you want to share, like share, like we want to hear your opinions. You know, we yeah. might agree with them. We might not. Um, you know, your, your experience is, is valuable and we love to hear it. So, and I think that, that it's safe to say that Mike and I both come from the era where like, 
it's okay if we don't agree on things. Yeah. It's okay <laughs> if we don't, you know, we're never going to like, you know, without sugarcoating it, like tell you to fuck off because you don't believe what we believe. Right. Yeah. This is like one of those places where we could talk about things, get your opinions out there. And if you agree with us, cool. If not also cool, like that's, that's not going to change anything, right. you know? Um, you know, so we want to hear, we want to hear it from you guys. We, if you don't agree with us or you, or, or even if you have something like you could school us on with what we said in this last little yeah. segment, you know, like if you have something that you can show us, cool, let's do it at walking blind pod, you know, yeah. but that being said, you know, we're ending on a, on a, on a low note. Uh, not a good note. <laughs> so, so we're ending at, if you made it to the end, hit us with a, a drop the bass, drop the bass, drop that low on us um we got a couple we got a couple buff guy um emojis from the last episode so andrew owes some people a free first personal training session yeah so you know um yeah thank you guys so much see you guys soon peace later hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.